It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.8 The Zone. You won't even answer that off the air. You're no fun. I know. I'm not. You're going to stick in the mud. We're going to talk uh, a little New York Jets football. And no, Kevin Graham has not come back to the market. We're going to talk about Zach Wilson. We should talk to Kevin about what he thinks about this. We did. When did we do that? When you were in Hawaii. Oh. Or wherever you went. I guess you didn't go to Hawaii this last time, but when you were on vacation, we okay. talked to Kevin. What did he say? Uh, he thinks the Jets will ruin him. <laughs> he's a classic Jets fan, yeah, after all. Yeah, he's. I mean, in all seriousness, I think he hopes it works out, but, you know, he's seen a lot not work out as a longtime Jets fan. So, who knows? Uh, but let's uh, now get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property that is concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. He covers the Jets for the US, uh, for excuse me for the New York Post. He is Brian Costello with us here on the Big Show. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, I'm assuming on a slow news day in New York like today, uh, Zach Wilson's probably right out front, yeah? <laughs> uh, he's getting some cover. He's getting a little bit of cover from the, the governor right now, yeah. And, well, and also in the sports world, the Mets, have, uh, the Mets have given Zach a lot of cover, too. He's gotten a lot of attention. So, mm. yeah, he's uh, he, the spotlight isn't quite as bright as it's going to be on him yet. So, well, Brian, what's the deal with Zach? What's going on by your observation? He's a rookie, you know. Uh, it's he's and he's got a lot on his plate. Like this is not a situation like Justin Fields is in, where you know. And I'm not seeing Bears camp, but I have to imagine that Andy Dalton is primarily getting the first team reps, and Justin Fields is getting to play against second teamers, maybe third teamers. Zach is facing starting defense, and the Jets aren't the '85 Bears on defense, but they're professionals. Um, and when in training camp. If you face the second team and the third team, you're facing guys who are going to be out of the NFL in a month. When you're playing the first team, these guys are some pretty good players. So the way the Jets have set this up, there's no safety net. Zach's a guy, and he's getting thrown into the fire, and that's difficult. I think he's had probably uh, – well, he missed the first two practices, so he's probably had about eight practices so far, and it's a really small sample size. Um, the Jets are still happy with what they're seeing. It's just – Results-wise, he's not tearing it up right now, but the Jets aren't really concerned. How's he handling it? I mean, it's one thing to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL, another thing to be in the Big Apple. How's it going for him, I guess, from that standpoint? Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're going to talk to him every day. So uh, he talked after they did a scrimmage in the stadium on Saturday night. He really didn't do well in that scrimmage. And he seemed a little down after that when we talked to him. Uh, he seemed a little upset with himself, but... Robert Sala today said he's, he's handled everything well. He's pretty good at shutting out the outside noise. They like the way his approach has been and his demeanor. Um, so you guys probably know better than I do how he handles this stuff. But he seems he seems okay so far. Um, and on they, they play the Giants on Saturday, so that'll be his first preseason game. And that's another kind of box to check and see how he does there. And if he really – I don't know how long he's going to play in that game, but if he has some major struggles in that one – then the noise is going to get a little bit louder here. I like the way you said that, Brian. There's no safety net. I mean, he is QB1, and that's the yep. way it is, and that's the way the Jets have uh, determined to do it. Let me yeah. uh, answer this. Are there glimpses 
of him once he gets a little more understanding and a little more experiences? Are there glimpses that he can be promising? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the way the ball comes out of his hands, you know, he he, he can flick it really far. Uh, he can throw it with with ease. Uh, you can see that. You can see the natural talent. The other thing I would say about training camp is, you know, the quarterbacks can't be hit, right? So once a guy comes near him and usually, like, they touch him on the shoulder, the play is over um, or he throws away. Like, there's no running. There's no scrambling. There's none, none of the athletic ability that Zach showed at BYU that made him the number two pick of the draft is really on display in training camp in terms of using his legs. His arm, obviously, is on display. But – Zach's pretty good at moving and throwing off crazy platforms and running with the ball if he has to. That doesn't happen in training camp because they don't want him to do that, right? They want him to just concentrate on um, basically executing the play the way it's drawn in the playbook. That, I don't think that's Zach's strength. So I think this isn't exactly conducive to him right now, and I think we'll see more, uh, you know, a little bit in the preseason games. And then when we have the regular season games, you know, you'll get to see some of that on display a little bit more. But right now, they want him to kind of run the offense the way it's supposed to be drawn up. Brian Costello with us from the New York Post. He covers the Jets. And, uh, Brian, you know, his draft was coming up. Uh, I threw the hot take out there, honestly, anywhere but the Jets, because as a <laughs> casual NFL fan, I've seen the Jets spin their wheels for a while. And optimistic BYU fans always gave me feedback, said, hold the phone. They've got a new regime there in New York that uh, could get in there and do it the right way. And so with that in mind, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the regime in place for the Jets and their ability to surround Zach with a good team yeah there's a lot of optimism here uh you know i take a wait and see approach or see it but the gm joe douglas uh, has been on the job now for two years but it's been weird uh because the first year he got hired in june which there's not a lot you can do as a gm in june in the nfl you know the draft was over for him he was over so he really couldn't affect that team very much uh and then last year he added mckay beckett in the draft which he looks like he's gonna be a good pick the rest of it there's some question marks and this year i thought he had a really good draft uh, and I thought he did pretty well in free agency. So the roster is definitely better this year than it's been. Uh, Robert Sala has a commanding presence about him. He's a good communicator. You know, we'll see if he can win football games now. Uh, you know, my opinion is it's more the players are a lot more important than the coaches. We tend to focus on the coaches, and I think the last few coaches here didn't have a chance because of the quality of the roster. So, uh, you know, I think the Jets are hoping – that they're turning a corner here, but this season is going to be rough. There's, this season is not going to be a good season for the Jets. They, they don't, they just don't have enough yet. Uh, I think they're hoping that this year could kind of be a transition year where Zach gets his feet wet, gets ready, and then next year they can build more around him. Um, I'll say this: he already, they've already done a better job building around him than they did around Sam Darnold because Elijah Moore, the second round pick from Ole Miss, looks like the real deal. He looks like a very good receiver. They added Corey Davis in free agency, who he's, he's a good receiver. They drafted a left guard in the first round to protect Zach. They signed Morgan Moses in June, who's a good, pretty good right tackle. So they're already doing, doing a better job around Zach Wilson than they did around Sam Darnold. I like the quotes from Salah. He said that uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he talked yeah, about he talked about Peyton Manning and how he had a yeah. 71 QB rating his rookie uh, year, all that. I suppose it's true. I mean, I, mean, I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard a Jets coach quote Peyton Manning's rookie statistics, to be honest with you. I think I heard that when Mark Sanchez was a quarterback. I heard it when Geno Smith was a quarterback. I heard it when Sam Darrell was a quarterback. So I laughed. 
when Salah went down that road the other day. I mean, there's very few Peyton Mannings out there. So, um, yeah, I thought Salah's quotes were pretty good. Like like I said, you know, because in my mind, it's like, huh, what did Darnold look like at this point, right? I was trying to think of that. But Darnold at this point had Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater in training camp with him. So they were dividing the reps. Sam got some first-team reps, but he was also getting some time with second team and even third team where he could sling it around, and he was a different level of player than the guys he was going up against. Uh, and then eventually they phased those two guys out, especially Josh McCown. They, they cut his, his reps back and increased Sam's. But that wasn't until maybe the second or third preseason game around there. So, you know, Zach got thrown right into the fire. He, you know, he wasn't in camp for the first two days as they worked out his contract. But then that third day, he was out there, first-team reps, boom. Um, you know, he had no time to really – he has no time to really get his feet wet. It's just he's just getting thrown right in. So, um, you know, I, I like like Salah said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's also tough learning the offense right away. I think the defense always has an advantage. They're just flying around out there. The offense is a lot more to think about, and he's thinking right now. You can see his process is a little slow. He's thinking a lot about what he's doing. So, you know, we'll see. The, the season's a month away still. Um, you know, we'll see where he is in a few weeks. How are his teammates reacting to him? They like him. You know, so far they they they've really reacted well. They 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 like what they see. Um, you know, he's not coming into a veteran team, which I think is helpful. There's a lot of new guys on this team. There's a lot, they're very they're a very very young. They got very few guys over thirty on this team, uh, and a lot of the rookies are going to start. The guys that are with him, they're going to have or at least have prominent roles. Uh, on this team, so I think that helps him too because he's young and he looks young. <laughs> so I, I think walking in that room, if you're if he was walking into a team with a bunch of thirty year olds, it might be a little tougher for him. But that's not the Jets right now. They they are very much a team in transition. They're a very young team, so uh, I think he's doing well with his teammates. Mentioned Sam Darnold a little, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit. Uh, you covered him. What do you think uh, are his chances of proving himself to be a pretty good cornerback in Carolina? I think he'll be better than he was with the Jets, uh, with a better team around him. Um, but I don't think Sam is ever going to be like a top five quarterback or anything like that. I, I, you know, I think you can. The line I've used a lot, I've written a lot, is you can win with Sam Donald. You're not going to win because of him. So if they surround him with a really good team and they give him a good offensive line, and he's obviously got Christian McCaffrey behind him, who's one of the best running backs in the NFL, that's going to look better than what he had with the Jets. Uh, you know, just just doing that, but. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if Carolina has a different starting quarterback in 2022 either. That that won't shock me. So Brian, come what may, and it sounds like they're expecting this to be uh, a developmental year. Um, is there any scenario uh, other than injury under which they would uh, go sign a veteran um, to help? I don't think so. I think we're way past that point. You know, because I think they even considered keeping Sam Donald and drafting Zach, but they were they went down the road of saying, okay, well, you know, we want to hand the keys to him. We don't want any controversy. You know, they didn't want any split in the locker room or anything like that. So, and I think they've gone to an extreme because I think there's guys you can sign. You know, Sam Donald, that would have been a controversy. That would have been a, a quarterback thing. But if they had signed a veteran, if they brought back Joe Flacco, for instance, he was on the Jets last year, you know, it would have been clear that Zach was number one, but Flacco was there as a safety net, a term I used before. Uh, now they have Mike White in his backup, who's never played in the NFL. Um, so I, you know, I don't see any scenario where they're signing a veteran quarterback to come in and, and compete with him or 
you know, even be a more prominent number two behind him. What did you think about the revelation that Zach Wilson offered to pay his mom to stay off social media and she said no? <laughs> I think it's probably wise. <laughs> <laughs> he needs her to say yes and not yeah. say no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so far uh, she stayed away from the Jets so far because for me it's like I can kind of ignore her what she's doing on social media until she starts griping about the Jets. Then, then I won't be able to ignore it anymore. So I'm hoping she doesn't get to that point. So, Brian, you've seen a lot of football in your day. Uh, let me ask you an impossible question to answer, but I, I lean on your expertise a little bit here. If you were a betting man, would you think that it's going to work out for, for Wilson in, in this yeah, scenario, in the long run? That's impossible, like you said. I mean, cause look, like I, I see a lot of young quarterbacks here, right? And Mark Sanchez, the two, first two years here, they went to the AFC Championship team. Now, for portions of those two years, Mark was along for the ride, right? They had, they had the number one defense. They had the number one rushing offense his first year. But he had some, you know, he had some something to do with it, going those championship games. And so at that time, you were like, okay, they got their guy. And then it completely fell apart for Mark here. And, you know, Mark is now remembered for one horrible play, basically, and not, not, not what he did early in his career. So, and then, you know, you saw it with Sam, even though I don't think Sam is going to be a superstar, he was hurt here by the way they built around him. So it's just, it's just too many variables. And I think people, I saw some hot take artist today, right? The Jets made a mistake with Zach Wilson. And this, I looked at it, and this person has not been to one training camp practice, nothing. <laughs> they made this conclusion. It's way too early. It's the top of the first inning of a baseball game right now. So, uh, yeah, I know you want an answer. I'm not going to give you that. That's an impossible question to answer, right? And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet either way right now. It's wait and see. Um, you know, and I think the Jets have shown some good signs, like I said, of building around him, uh, but that has to continue. Uh, and there's just, you know, there's so many variables that go into that. See, Brian, we like to hit you with the impossible questions yeah. at the end. You know, we, <laughs> we set you up with the softballs and then, bam, we hit you with yeah. the real hard ones at the end. All right, now, Brian, let me follow that up with another difficult question. What's the overall mood in New York right now over what's happening with the governor? Uh, I wish I could give you a better answer than that. I was at Jets training camp all day. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, I think it's felt um, inevitable for the last hour, week, whatever since the report came out uh, that it was going to happen. I was more surprised it happened as quickly as it did. Just Cuomo's kind of attitude, and he he likes to fight. And I read his resignation statement today, and he was basically saying, "I didn't do anything wrong, but I'm going to resign anyway because of politics." But so uh, you know, I think it, there's not a lot of surprise here. Um, but it's kind of shocking when you think about where he was about uh, 14 months ago. I mean, he was really, when the COVID crisis first started here, he was a very popular guy, and he got a lot of praise for how he handled it initially. And it's been quite a fall since then, um, since, you know, April of last year. Brian, thank you very much for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, Brian Costello uh, covers the Jets for the New York Post. Uh, Hans is going to jump on with us for Bowler is going to be on with us at five. And, uh, you know, you, you can tell Brian's been doing this for a little while because he does. He has a very even-keeled take on the situation, a little dose of reality, which I think is probably helpful in a market like that in that type of situation. Every quote I've seen from the Jets is that they – expected this. They expected it to be somewhat turbulent early on. There have been some high moments and there have been some low moments. 
I mean, apparently Wilson threw in a double coverage in the end zone and it got picked off during the Jets' practice. Twice. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's way too early. I, I can't think of very many jobs in sports that are more difficult than becoming a pro quarterback. So let me – can I ask you a question on that? I, I think you're right. So if you were a GM – you were general manager Gordon Monson because you heard Brian say that the Jets considered keeping Darnold and draft, drafting Wilson. If you were a general manager in a complete rebuild like the Jets are, a perpetual rebuild, but a complete rebuild nonetheless, would you bring the quarterback along slowly, let him get a season at least, riding the pine, learning the ropes, or would you do what the Jets are doing, take away the safety net and just throw them into the deep end? I have no problem with what the Jets are doing as long as they mean what they say. So what would you do, though? Uh, I probably would have signed a veteran somewhere. I, I, I still might have made Zach Wilson QB1, but I would have had a safety net just in case. Now, the Jets didn't want to do that, and the reason they didn't want to do it is because they want Zach to be their guy no matter what. And they don't want anybody else crying for somebody else. I don't think anybody in New York is crying for Mike White. You know? He's never played it down in the NFL. And so how is that any better than Zach Wilson? And Zach Wilson has more talent. And so that's the way they wanted to build it. And this is what I would expect in this season. If Zach can stay healthy, uh, I would expect him to start out bumping and skidding and as the season wears on, I would expect him to start to show some improvement. Because I, I read uh, a thing that Aaron Rodgers did once about everything a quarterback has to do in the NFL uh, from the time the, call, the play is called to the, time, the snap of the ball. And Jake, I mean, you might as well study calculus. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on there. There's all kinds of responsibility and I don't know whether a young kid can come in and just grab a hold of that. I mean, we talked about how Peyton Manning struggled as a rookie. Um, not that anybody thinks Zach is going to be Peyton, but what, I mean, what, can you think of a rookie quarterback who started from day one who was just really good? Mm, Justin Herbert was pretty good last yeah. year. But, um, well, I guess it comes down to a roster-building thing. I I would agree with you that if I were the Jets, I'd have a veteran and not operate with uh, without a safety net. But when it comes to roster-building in the NFL, I'm not so sure that the quarterback is the first thing you draft when you're in the middle of a complete rebuild. And and bear with me here for a second. Because if I'm, if I'm looking at the, the roster-building model in the NFL right now, I'm probably looking at the Chiefs. You're beginning at the favorites. You probably wouldn't disagree with that, right? And what did the Chiefs do? <laughs> the Chiefs built the rest of the roster first. They had a suitable quarterback there and were a pretty good team. Then they drafted their next quarterback, sat him down to learn from the veteran, who, mm-hmm. to the veteran's credit, and Alex Smith actually was interested in teaching his replacement. And which everybody is, knew that his replacement was going to be yeah, good. Yeah, which is a fairly noble thing. Andy Reid took care of Alex Smith by finding him a great landing spot with a great payday. So it kind of worked out well for everybody. But it wasn't like when the Chiefs rebuilt when Andy Reid first got there, they drafted their quarterback and then built around that. They built the team and then eventually found their quarterback. I might, I might look that direction if I were in a team like the Jets 
circumstance because I don't I I expect Zach Wilson to stink all year and I think it <laughs> will be not necessarily his fault. I think it'll be circumstantial and that his team's going to stink. And what good does that do him necessarily? Whereas Patrick Mahomes learned under a good quarterback and was put into position to succeed from day one. He took that starting job. He had the tools he needed to become a great quarterback, and obviously the rest is history so far. And I wonder if I were an NFL GM, if if drafting a quarterback would be my first move in a rebuild. I think you could do it either way. I, I mean, I don't think there's just one way to do it. I, I think Zach is probably mentally strong enough to be able to handle this. Uh, and, but, but, and, and it sounds to me like his coach is telling him every day, don't worry about it. Just keep studying, keep growing, and we're not going to worry about this because it's a long-term deal. I wonder, how's Trevor Lawrence doing? How, how, how are the other guys? How's, how's Justin Fields and Trey Lance? How are those guys doing? Well, <clears throat> I mean, they do have some veteran help, at least Trey Lance does and uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, they have better teams. I don't expect much from Lawrence either. So do you think, based on your, your uh, opinion there, do you think that uh, it's it you can ruin your quarterback? Yes. Even if he's really good? Yes. And even if he's mentally tough? Yes. I I, I think if you build sort of a shell around him, you might be able to, based on that, because the coach is sitting there barking at the quarterback all the time. What's the matter with you? We're giving you an opportunity. And you're throwing into double coverage in the end zone and getting picked off. What are you doing that for? That's that could kill a quarterback. But if you if you're if the if the coach comes over and says, "Hey man, okay, let's look at what you did there, and let's look at how you can grow from that." It always comes down to the soft language with you. No, I just think you just that, soften that, the language and it'll be fine. No, you teach instead of scream. But that's the NFL is not about teaching. Well, uh, <laughs> when you draft a quarterback in the, with a second overall pick and you've got a sucky team. And you don't have a veteran quarterback alongside, you're expecting to suck. Well, the Jets ruined Sam Darnold. So yeah, you... But that, that was a different group. Yeah, but look no further than the quarterback he's replacing. Can you ruin a quarterback by throwing him into the deep end? One hundred percent. Well, yeah, yeah, but again, if you if you handle it the right way. I don't know how they handled it with Darnold. I don't know. But either. they didn't surround him with any players and then make the determination he sucks and then throw him on the scrap heap. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I just think it's possible to do what the Jets are doing with Wilson, as long as, as long as he's not being beaten down by the coaches. Uh, and uh, look, the fans might react a certain way, but this is total overreaction at this point in time. The guy's been what in seven practices, and people are saying, "Ah, Wilson looks ugly." What's that? Come on. Wasn't it last week that you were saying everyone was saying Wilson looked great? No, I didn't say that. You said that's what there were reports were coming Well, I the said practice. that there were a couple of plays that he made that looked really good. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.